Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiwomi. Briefly, I'm going to do what I call Ask Brother Julius. This one is some of the emails that we receive from the listeners on the radio broadcast. We have radio broadcast on Radio Africa. And we also have radio broadcast on Radio East Africa. And also some short, some free FM radio stations in uh, Nigeria. Three FM radio stations in Nigeria. We get letters from questions, that, uh, biblical questions of people that have been listening. And then we have, most of the time we reply to them by email when they send it by email. Unless they send it by ordinary post, which we don't get anymore. But by email we get letters and we respond to them by email also. And some of these we also have them on our website without the name of the whoever sent the, the question, but uh, we want others to learn from what questions and the answers we gave. So I'm going to go through some of these in this recording and record them. And we read the question, I mean, tell the country where it comes from, or the state where it comes from, and then I will read the answer that we give. And if I have to explain further, because in the email you sometimes just summarize, if I have to explain further, I will go into the Bible and explain Father, on the topic that was asked. Okay, here we go. Father, help us to be able to do a good recording of 30 minutes for this one. Here is an email. This is, I'm reading this right on my, on my tablet because my tablet can connect to my website. So I'm just getting this from my website. If you go to my website and go to gospeldistributionevangelicalassociation.org gospeldistributionevangelicalassociation.org Org. Or you can short form that into gdeva.org. That is G for gospel, D for distribution, E for evangelical, EV, evangelical, A association, EV.org. GDEVA.org. And then on the, on the right side, you will see questions from listeners. And that we are, I'm reading it from this is 2023 Bible question from Radio Audience. Here's a question from a sister, a sister Maggie from Kano State in Nanda, Nigeria. And he's talking about our experience. Here is the question that she sent out to us. And we are going to read the question. I will read the question and then I will give the answer. And then I might explain further. Ati gives it to you. This is from this sister. I'm a single lady in my 30s. That was the question. Today makes it a month that I was persecuted for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, I was made to stand with one leg for some minutes as a way to punish me. And later my hands were tied behind my back. That day was a bitter experience for me. I cried many tears and my heart was heavy. God is faithful and I still believe him. What experiences of persecution have you heard of? I look forward to receiving a reply in Christ's love and service, Sister Maggie from Kano State, Nigeria. Now, before I answer this question, let me first say there will be persecutions. And the Bible said there will be persecution for believers. Remember that. And we were formerly hearing about it in this, in many, when we were growing up as if it was just in the Old Testament, in the Bible days. But we know after believing Christ and reading the Bible, we know that it's coming again at the end of the world. And it has surfaced again. And that is what we are seeing right now in our generation. It has gone into wild killing of believers, even in ISIS, 
beheading people in Iraq and so on. That has been going on. And uh, many more have been going on since our generation, since the 1920s, since the 1990s, Y2K, since the 20,000 and something years. We have seen serious persecution rising on it, maybe culminating into what we call the Antichrist mark at this end of the world. This is what we have seen in the Bible and we are experiencing it right now. So this sister is not alone, but this is my answer that I gave to her. Answer given. Thank you, Sister Maggie, for sharing your experience. We are praying for you and for all persecuted saints worldwide. The Bible said, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 to 18. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. And then 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14 to 18. We have heard of several persecutions in Nigeria and other countries escalated in recent years it is part of the signs of the end the lord jesus is coming soon we are to stand firm and not deny christ he that endures to the end the same shall be saved matthew chapter 24 verse 13 we are standing with you god bless you brother julius now i want to read all these bible verses that i quoted for this sister so that it will be helpful to those who are hearing it and they also may be going through some serious persecution right now i first mentioned romans chapter 8 and i will read romans chapter 8 verse 17 and 18 which the i believe the sister will have to just more like comforting people that the lord has promised this will happen chapter 8 of romans verse 17 18. It's about it's a For I reckon that the suffering are not worthy to be compared with the We are sharing them, we are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. So we are suffering with Christ so that we may be glorified together. That is the first Bible verse that I pointed out. And the Apostle Paul said in verse 16 that whatever we are suffering right now that look like being, people being key for Christ's sake, and I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. When Christ shall take us in glory, we shall be glorified in glory light and for eternity. And we shall be, and those who are dead, resurrected first. While those who persecuted the Christian will be destroyed in death, and they will be in the lake of hell. So let's have hope. Verse Philippians chapter one, verse twenty-nine. Let's read that also in this recording. Chapter one, verse twenty-nine. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. And this is what Apostle Paul is saying. Let me actually read it from, from verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it come, is becoming the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast, stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, 
and verse 28, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. The persecutors are the adversaries. Inspired by which is to evidence to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given. This is Apostle Paul writing to us. Unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. That is, we are not only to believe on Christ, but also to suffer for his sake. Let me turn on this uh, other recording real quick. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm, re I'm, I'm doing the Bible uh, answer, answer, questions and answers that he said from our website. And this one from and from Sister McGee in Kano uh, State that talks about her uh, experience of being persecuted. And then I'm giving some further exhortation on on what the Apostle Paul has written to us that we, it, is, it, is, it is not only given to us to, to, to believe on him, but also. So far, I was reading Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not sick. Having he saw it here to be immunized, he also suffered, apostle suffered, being persecuted. So, this particular Bible verse is telling us that you have to know that that is part of what God has allowed. Not that God couldn't stop the persecutors, but he allowed it to prove that we actually love him and we are ready to suffer for his sake. And if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Now, this sister, Sister Maggie from Carlos State, Nigeria, said she suffered persecution in being punished by whoever was punishing her, maybe her parents, maybe just um, some other people. She said she was told to stand on one leg for some time and pass a punishment, and later they tied her hand back. And she was saying, well, can, can we have testimonies of other persecutions that we've heard of? And I was answering and I said, we are praying for, for you and for all persecuted right? And the Bible says, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Now, the Bible verses that I'm reading there, the Bible verses are sent to her by him. We have read Romans chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. We have read Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. These are all Apostle Paul's uh, Exhortation that has to do with we are persecuted, we are persecuted, we shall be glorified with Christ. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Verse 11 says, It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we be dead with Christ, we shall also live with him. Be dead with Christ, number one is that we are to count ourselves as dead unto sin. Also, if we are persecuted for the sake of Christ, we are to believe that He is going to raise us up. It's also very important. Whether we are persecuted and killed, we, we, He's going to raise us up, we shall live with Him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He also will deny us. Now, the next verse is 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 12. Apostle Paul says, Yea, all and all that we live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. See, all that we live 
God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's also a Bible verse we should keep in mind. If we have given our life to Christ and we are living godly means you are, ex you are resisting ungodliness, you are resisting immorality, you are resisting all the unrighteousness. When you resist it, those who love to do wickedness, they will hate They may persecute you. And that's that shouldn't bother because we know that we are, if we suffer with him, we are going to reign with him. When people talk about reigning with no, immediately somebody died, it begins the reigning. Because when Christ comes, it's in Christ. That reign on, uh, on this physical heart, physically with the physical body, as it's going to give a new body to believers. Again, we have First Peter chapter three, verse fourteen. Before we conclude this, uh, I was First Peter chapter three, verse fourteen to eighteen. Yes, about Peter. But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. For it is better if the will, before they are for 16, Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death, in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit. Now that is Apostle Peter's exhortation to us to know that we have we suffer for Christ, we are going to reign with him. It's summary of what he has just told us. So if we suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you. Happy are you when you suffer for righteousness sake. So if you just stand for righteousness and you're suffering for it because the, the unrighteous people want to persecute you, you are happy because then you are going to be rewarded by God. Now chapter Matthew chapter 24 verse 13 will be the final Bible verse I'm going to read concerning this persecution that this sister suffered and they ask her whether we have testimonies of others that are suffering. Yes, we have had serious testimonies of others, people that are suffering right now worldwide. Worldwide, not only in Africa, it's in many parts of the world, it's in East Africa, it's in Asia, it's even in some parts of Europe right now and it's coming to the Western world where the Antichrist the mark of the beast will be given, as the Bible said, and those who will not receive the mark of the beast are the only believers in the Bible that believe that the mark of the beast is what the Bible called nobody should take it, and it will look like technology. But see, the Bible says nobody should take that mark into their hand, or their forehead, so that they can get in order to just get food. But chapter 14 of the book of Revelation mentioned that anyone that takes the mark will go to the will take the wrath of God. Because Satan is behind that uh, technology that is going to be for monetary systems. Then nobody can buy or sell unless they take the mark of the of the Antichrist on their forehead or in their hand, their right hand. Well, that shows that it's going to be something trading system that they are going to face out all the currencies, and you only have to get your money through the bank and only through scanning through the forehead some mark they are going to put upon you, which is like a embedded ship 
and that is already been already in the market now. And the Bible warns that at the end of the world, it has been reported since 2,000 years ago, where people could not understand what could that be a mark on the forehead and the hand. You can't buy or sell unless you get this mark. We can see how it's come to be. It's going to be implemented now in our generation. We have been reading this in the 1970s. People thought it's going to be something like this. But we can see it right now in our generation where they can face up all the currencies and the monetary system become only digital, where you have to just scan a code and the code will be somewhere embedded in the chip, either in your hand, and it's either in your hand or forehead, so that you don't need to just scan it on the market. And that, Bible said, you say, well, that's just technology. Why would God be opposing that? Satan is behind it. That's the purpose. Satan is marking people. When God says, I'm going to put my name upon their forehead, Satan says, oh, no, I'm going to put my own mark. Or food upon their forehead. So whom are you going to serve? Food, your belly, or God? It's going to be a trial time for believers. Only believers will believe what the Bible said and don't take it. So the world we think is just a new technology. But if you just listen to me and you hear about this, and the time comes, you see that they are compelling them to take the mark. If you want to go to heaven, you want to serve the Lord, don't take the mark. You say you are going to get food then. Very soon, within that few three, four years, God will take away. So people will suffer. For those few years before the mark, go and read the book of Revelation chapter 12. Some were hiding in the wilderness and God protected them. But some will have to be persecuted because the government of the world will say they are the ones that are not following uh, the, what they call it, uh, the, new, the, new, the, new, the new system, the new world order. And they will be persecuted, of course. But the Bible said, He that suffer for Christ shall reign with him. The Lord will protect and supernaturally provide for some people. That will be the end of this uh, question. Let me go to the next question. Where this sister, uh, another person wrote to us. These are questions that we get from email. We get this question from email by, from the listeners that are listening to our radio broadcast. Our radio broadcast is all over the African continent. Sometimes we have radio broadcast that is going to Asia, sometimes to Australia when we are on the missionary radio station. Radio Africa is missionary radio station that is transmitting shortwave to West Africa. Radio East Africa is transmitting shortwave to East Africa. These are missionary radio stations that evangelists and missionaries have set up and they are broadcasting the gospel. So we just have a slot of 30 minutes every once a week. On those slots, we have been on Africa for many years now, Radio East Africa for many years now. Occasionally we go to Radio Asia, Radio Radio Pacific, many other radio stations that this mission radio stations have set up. And anytime we can afford, we also there because they have from some people on those mission radio stations, some ministers also. But so the Africans are listening to our African accent so they could understand it better. We are speaking English. Only the English-speaking countries were listening. And that's why we get a lot of letters from Ghana, from Nigeria, and same from Kenya. These are English-speaking countries. And also from uh, Uganda, that's East Africa. And uh, sometimes from Tanzania, wherever these short waves are landing, we get letters from pastors, from believers, and those who want to give the letter. And we thank God that the Lord is using these radio stations to minister to some of these people. So we thank God for the people that are responding. And then when we preach on the radio, we no more give a mailing address or postal address because not too many people 
can even afford to send letter by post right now. Some of them will send the letters by post to the radio station. Most of those military radio stations will also announce that if you want to write contact this preacher, send your post office, send your letters to our local address and to gather all those letters that are sent by paper and gather them and maybe once in a few months they will send it or once in a month if there are so many they will send it to the missionary to the preachers on the region so normally we get a bunch of letters from the readers african uh, administrators and they will packet it together and they will send it by to me by me and then i respond to those by letter also by sending them magazines but those but also when we announce on the radio station we also announce our our internet, we're now in the internet age. We announce our internet address. If they want to write our emails, announce our email address. So sometimes those who have access to internet among the listeners, we send their questions by email. And then when they send the question by email, we also respond to them by email. And those with are responded by email, we actually also put the text of the question and the text of the answer we gave on our website so that others can learn from the website and these are these are the one i'm reading right now on this uh, our from my website using my my tablet the next question comes from a brother daniel and this brother is from nigeria from edo state nigeria Benin city and the question is have you seen Christian literature display where you live? On the entrance door of a church I visited some time back were some Christian literatures displayed on the tray table. I find this Christian literature very useful. I cannot imagine the happiness in my heart knowing God has carried my path to this church to come across this useful Christian literature as people literally swarmed around the around the church table to look at them and flip through the pages of this literature to read the book, to read the messages on them. This literature help a lot of people that the writers of this literature may never know. What places have you seen Christian literature display where you live? Is it in hospital, waiting room, shops, or where? Do you know of anyone, evangelist or pastor, who have a way of displaying Christian literature such that pastors, pastors by come by to take a look or read this Christian literature? That's all she was, this brother was asking from a cross Bible church in Nigeria, in the state. Well, that's a simple question, and the answer I give to her, to the man, is also very simple. Thank you, Daniel, for your email. Some colleges also allow Christian literature to be on free literature stands next to magazines or newspapers in their student center halls. Wherever there is opportunity, the literature, the literature can be freely given out or displayed. Only the Lord reaches the hearts of people, and He only calls His own. We just present Him to the public. So, what He was asking that do I know any other places where people are displaying literature? Yes, we actually we have my my literature are placed in any place where they can allow it. I have I'm very close to a college here, in where I live, very close to what a college, a community college, college Paradise Valley Community College. And when I was visiting that college, they have a student center. And then they have books and magazines and so on. 
I have to mention that can I put up gospel literature on this stand? Say, if you bring my own, I, if they told me if I bring my own stand, then they will let me put it there. So I got my own book stand and put it next to the book stand for magazines like Newsweek magazines or many other magazines there. So, and then they gave me the authority to put my gospel magazines on those stands. So that students passing by will pick it up and read it and do whatever they want to do with it. And but like I was saying, it is only the Lord that touches the heart. The literature is to invite people to Christ. The literature is to point people to Jesus Christ, not point them to this ministry or that ministry, but to Jesus Christ. So if the literature is not pointing to Jesus Christ, it's not worth anything. So just inviting people to your ministry or to your church or collecting money, that's not serving Christ. Just point them to Jesus. If the literature is telling them about Christ, he died for us and he saved for us, then that is going to bless people. Of course, the one you, this man was talking about is in the church. So they assume that it is for believers to make them grow. So it will be exhortation type of books. And we have also exhortation type of books that we give out. And then they are also displayed in our church also. Or given out when we, when we are doing a follow-up. Now that is, thank you, Brother Daniel, for that question. Now the next question comes from another sister. Sister Liwe or Liwa from Accra, Ghana. Ghana is in West Africa. And uh, this is about a, a ministry. Journalist, so you wanted to find out about this ministry. Hello, beloved in law. I would like to take a moment to speak to you about what kind of an impact you can have by simply passing out a gospel tract. If you are not familiar with who we are, we are missionaries in Ghana, distributing gospel tracts to bring people to Jesus. On a particular day, I was visiting with a friend. As we walked, we passed a man sitting on a bench. I reached out and handed this man a gospel tract. As we continued to our walk, we were still handing out gospel tracts and talking to people we met on our way. When we were heading back home, we saw this man still sitting on the bench. I asked the man if he read the gospel tract and understood what it said. The man replied, yes, I just read it and the gospel tracts actually ministered to me, is what the man said. So I bowed my head and asked Christ into my heart to be my savior. See, friends, you never know the power and impact you can have by just handing tracts to someone. I was so excited to see this man accept Christ as his savior. That is truth to an account of an effect of a gospel trust and another soul that will now spend eternity in heaven with Christ. Have you at any time distributed gospel trust to anyone there? What was your experiences, interaction, or story like with someone? Did they, took, did they take gospel tracts or refuse them when giving? Peace and blessings all. This is the pastor, Pastor Lee from Accra Gama. So most of these ministers, they just wanted to share their experience and see whether you also have similar experience. That's what this pastor was asking. Pastor Lewa, that could be a male or female, of course, but from Ghana. So I was, he was saying, I give tracts to somebody and then find that the person gave a right to cry by just reading the tract. Yeah, have you done something like that? So I more or less just replied to him, thank you, Pastor Lewa. Keep up the witnessing for Jesus. Some may reject the witness, whether by tracts or by speaking. There is someone out there who will receive the witness and be saved. 
do not be discouraged. We experience similar things wherever we preach or speak or give our tracts. Well, that is the money of what I just sent to this pastor. But don't be discouraged even if the, nobody seems to read it or they toss it into the trash. It doesn't matter. Just keep on doing it. There's somebody there. There's a song that we learned when we were in a, in a T.L. Osborne uh, ministry. When we, T.L. Osborne in 1974 was still doing an evangelical school. We call it School of Evangelism. After a crusade, they will do a school of evangelism for young people that we want to know how to witness, how to, be, how to evangelize. And we were in that school of evangelism for, for one week, and there was a song that we were taught. If you will preach it, if you will teach it, if you will tell it all the way, all the way, there are some people ready to hear it. You will be rewarded someday. That is the song that we learned in that uh, school of evangelism in 1974. If you will preach it, if you will teach it, if you will tell it all the way, there are some people ready to hear it and you will be rewarded someday. If you will preach it, if you will teach it, if you will tell it all the way, all the way, there are some people ready to hear it and you will be rewarded someday. Now, that is for everyone that is witnessing that don't be afraid. If they even rejected it and throw it away, throw it to the trash, don't worry about it. The Lord knows that I so. God bless you. I will stop this recording at this point and continue in the next recording. God bless you. Amen.